All right, we are rolling. Check, check, checkity. Yep. Checkity one, three, five, seven, <coughs> two. Welcome, everybody, to Let's Grab a Bite. Let's Grab a Bite. <coughs> this is the first episode. We don't really know what we're doing. No idea. Um, we have food in front of us. We have Corky's Diner we Breakfast Place. Corky's. Great Grandma Corky. Yeah. Uh, I went with the uh, classic <coughs> breakfast burrito. Mm. Nick went with the uh, the pancakes breakfast, man. The uh, quintuple XL flapjack. Yeah, if you've ever been to Corky's, you know how big these pancakes are. Doesn't fit in the to-go box. It literally is seeping out of the sides. Um, and then I got eggs and bakey <laughs> and saucy. Ooh, bakey saucy. Yeah, wakey wakey. These are everything here is huge. The sausage is girthy. Dude, I'm telling you, they they don't mess around when it comes to size. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's as good as it gets. So, um, this podcast is going to be us talking to people while eating. That's right. Because some of the best conversations happen when you grab lunch with someone or grab breakfast with someone. So true. And some people are like, oh my gosh, you're going to be eating? Some people are like, oh my gosh, they're going to be eating. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be mixed, but we're going to try not to chew so much into the mic. That's right. Um, But yeah, let's just dive into what we have What's semi-planned? Let's go for it. Um, so first, kind of just want to like get background for both of us or for people who maybe know one and not the other, or maybe, yeah. maybe someone who doesn't know either of us. Oh my gosh! Strangers. So, um, how about let's start with you, Jeremiah? Sweet. So, were you born and raised in this Rancho Cucamonga area? <sighs> Rancho Chimichanga. No, I was actually born in Loma Linda. Just kind of. Mm-hmm. Just just down the street. But, um, yeah, kind of raised out here in the Rancho Cucamonga. My parents used to live in Wrightwood until I was mm. born. And then when I was born, they moved down to Rancho. So the Rancho is kind of like home stomping grounds for me. Uh, my family actually just moved to Santa Barbara not too long ago. Yeah, that's pretty far. Yeah, quite the quite the trip. But um, it's been neat because I've been able to, like, kind of stay down here and go back and forth a little bit with friends down here and my girlfriend's down here and then the fam's up there. So I've been finding time to kind of make the back and forth trip you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and what elementary school did you go to Ooh, so this is, is you ready for this it's kind of a trip okay so in kindergarten i went to golden elementary okay and that's f- where Jaden went oh did he really yeah oh sweet okay yeah i i think my teacher was miss burke or something i forget oh, i have no idea um, teachers. <laughs> uh first and second grade i went to colony elementary okay just across the way third grade i went back to golden oh. elementary mm-hmm. i know we're getting a little spicy here oh, man. fourth and fifth grade went back to colony okay and then sixth grade i went to upland christian academy kind of transferred into a private christian school yeah um that wasn't really for me so right. <laughs> seventh and eighth grade i went to summit intermediate okay and then for high school instead of going to etiwanda like my brothers and right and what summit feeds into i transferred to osos for all four years so kind of i kind of did a lot of bouncing around but um yeah it was it was a trip so okay and what were you like in middle school and elementary? Were you like a troublemaker, like? good boy? Ooh, here we go. I was most definitely a troublemaker. Okay. I was always getting into, I don't know, getting into trouble. I, I don't know. I like always had, I remember going back to visit like my junior high, middle junior high and seeing like, you know, the 
our old vice principal, and he's like, hey, you know, Jeremiah, good to see you. Mm-hmm. Like, starts pulling up my disciplinary records. Oh, and no. Let's see what we got out here in the archives. And it's like, Jeremiah goes to the office for throwing goldfish at friend Austin. And I'm like, oh. Eh. But I think there's a difference between, like, troublemaking and just, like, silly. It's exactly. Like, a troublemaker, I would see, like, 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 someone that would get caught in a crime, like, bringing knives to school or, mm. like, that... But, like, being silly, like, I was very, like, talkative in class, and I got in trouble yep. in that way. See. See, there's a, I think there's, a like, a confusion about troublemaking. Absolutely. And I think that there's some teachers that don't put up with, I don't know, there's some teachers that are just, like, chill, like, hey, yeah, you guys are cool, just, you know, mm-hmm. here, keep these simple rules. And some teachers are, like, no chewing gum, no yeah. looking at anyone else, no smiling. It's like, well. Everyone has their thing. Exactly. Um, so Los Osos. Los Osos. Uh, were you involved in any extracurricular activities? Extracurricular activities. I was. I A's B kid. I played basketball. Oh. And I was not A's B kid. Okay. Honestly, going looking back on it, I think I I probably would have done more things like A's B and stuff. Which is kind of funny because I feel like now that like once you graduate high school, you know, or let's just take it back freshman year. I yes. feel like freshman year, anytime maybe this is just me, anytime you get advice from anybody. Mm-hmm. It's always like, oh, just join every club yeah. and be so involved. Go to every every right. football game, every basketball game, every event. Mm-hmm. You know, soak it all up. But I feel like every time I heard that, I was like, ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a long four years. And I just kind of exactly. kept chugging along. And I played basketball for most of the four years. Dope. And What position were you? See, I was a shooting guard, but that's because I was just a wee little lad. And then once I started to get a little taller, they wanted me to be like center center and forward and Mm -hmm. stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm just like not even like 100 pounds here. So what was your game? Were you more of like a long, like three point shooter? Yeah, I was I was an outside shooter. And then they tried to like, you know, toss me into the the post and play with the the big guys a little bit more, which wasn't Mm -hmm. really my game. But that's the thing is that I like. I never really like clicked with the basketball guys. I was mm-hmm. I was kind of just like you know on the outs. You know, I feel like each kind of group in high school had their own little rap. You know, whether it was mm-hmm. like a, you know, some are the, you know, quiet, some are you know just I don't know. You, you know, everyone kind of the, the different cliques that there are, and I feel like the basketball guys had this reputation that just was not me. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just never really, never really like fit into that group. But it was cool because I got to like do a lot of different stuff through like. I don't know. Like, there's some things that I wanted to do through, like, theater, for example. So I got mm-hmm. to, like, be in a couple shows and stuff. But That's I didn't cool. even end up doing that until, like, my senior year. And I was like, all right, screw it. I'm just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And now looking back, I'm like, dang, I wish I would have done that sooner. I wish I would have yeah. went to more stuff, exactly, you know, yeah. like, got more involved. And so it's, like, kind of crazy how it comes full circle because it's, like, I feel like most of high school I was like, dang, I just want to graduate. And now I was like, once I was graduating, I was like, wow, I... Yeah, dude. I wish we could go back and do it all over again. Yeah, know? dude. So. Seriously, like, I I would totally do high school different. Like, oh, I was so. I was not really like involved. I would definitely join ASB. I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I know. Especially because I think about like, you know, for those of you that don't know, Nick and I are both <laughs> leaders at uh, our our church's youth group uh, mm-hmm. called Activate. Activate. And a lot of students. You know, there, we have a, there's a lot of students that are kind of involved in the whole ASB scene and stuff. And just seeing like mm-hmm. how much fun they have, I'm like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. I wish I would have just like. Went and had more fun with it, but um, yeah, so it was mm-hmm. cool. What about what about you, Nick? What's the uh, what's the, the scuttlebutt on the uh, the rundown? I don't know from where um, you were. 
born and raised. I was into born in. I was born and raised in Fontana. I lived in the same house for like 19 years. Ooh, I feel that. Yeah. So I was very familiar with this area. Um, so I went to Water of Life Preschool, and then I moved to Sierra Lakes. Wow. For three years until second grade. And then I did Water of Life Elementary School for Water of Life third through fifth. And there it is. There's the roots. Um, yeah, and that was like I think that was my peak, right there That's in it. elementary school. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had that. some close friends um, that I I still talk to. <clears throat> there was only one like there was one third grade class, one fourth grade class, and one fifth grade <laughs> class. So it was like everyone in your grade was like in your class. You knew everyone. That's yeah. So, funny. so it was a very like small school. Wow, it was different because like, like Upland Christian, I imagine like you have Bible class and like have chapel and stuff. Yeah, so it was very like unlike every other Hmm. elementary school in the area. Like I would talk to my friends that I lived close with, like my neighbors, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I had Bible class today," and they're like, "What are you talking about? Like Like, what planet are you from?" Yeah, um, so it was different. um, Yeah, but I'm kind of glad I did that too because it kind of like. I would say it plays a major role in where I am today is like being a leader. Yeah. Cause like it, I think I would have been a different person if I went to like a public elementary school, I think. Um, so after that I went to summit intermediate Come for on. all three years and that was weird cause it was a very big change for me. Like, ha- like having multiple classes and there's like hundreds of kids in my grade. Yeah. I was like, I, I mean, junior high alone is already like, wow you know there's just whole, yeah <laughs> just a uh, big jump but it was a huge jump and i was very like uncomfortable because in my at water of life christian school i was like the top dog there. yeah i was like the cool kid the guy and then like going to some intermediate i was like oh i'm at the bottom here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a very different like crowd That's than so christian school so like for most of sixth grade i was like sitting by myself at lunch. I didn't really have any friends until like the middle of seventh grade. Mm. And then I found my like group of guys. And then I went to Etiwanda for all four years. Um, I was very involved in the video production at Etiwanda. Um, there you go. I started out in yearbook and then my teacher said like, hey, I think you're more for like our video production team. And I was like, all right, I'll try it out. And so I did that for four years, and then I eventually created a video bulletin class Dang. because I was like, I went to the principal, I was like, hey, nobody listens to the announcements over the PA system, let's make a video announcement. He's like, all right, let's Look do at that, it. making moves. Yeah. That's a resume stamp right there. Yeah. Um, so that was fun, but I definitely wish I would have done more like besides video because I was very focused on that, and that was my, my main focus of high school was like just creating videos where like, I, I went to every school dance, but I never danced at a school dance because I filmed Bro. all of them. So like, oh. that was that was just like I was so focused on that, and like every football game, every basketball game, I was never in the crowd. I was always like behind on the, the field. camera, yeah, on the field or like on the sidelines, mm. just filming it. So, I mean, it was it builds it built my resume for sure. But I wish I would have gained more like high school experience rather oh, yeah. than like kind of being on the outskirts and filming everyone else's high school yeah. experience. Um, That's such a neat perspective because I feel like so often, I mean, like, people would just go, wow, like, I would totally do 
high school way differently knowing now mm-hmm. or if I, you know, I knew then what I know now and it's like, you know, especially just, mm-hmm. you know, depending on what different kind of experience you had. But I think it's kind of neat that you got to like kind of sow those seeds because now if you look back, like almost like every high school has some sort of like video production kind of announcements mm-hmm. or, you know, we had something called the bear facts at Osos. Right. Something yeah. that everybody looked forward to. And it's like, they can kind of look back like, dang, I, I did that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I knew everyone else's high school experience and like they had a great time. And I'm thankful that I got to capture all of that and people can look back and see the fun of high school through my eyes. Yeah. But I wish I would have seen it like a different set of eyes, I guess. No, I totally agree. Also, I feel like we've been just doing a great job of not like being very Chewing. audible with our food. Yeah, I've I've been trying to keep like, away when we've I been kinda, we've been kind of we've been kind of going to town and I don't yeah, think it's some, very noticeable. Yeah, there's some rustling of the you know styrofoam yeah, exactly. plastic. We're not like um, we're doing good. So when did you get involved with Quakes? Quakes, got it. So Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. That plays yeah a pretty big role in my life. It's it's neat because I don't know when I was about. 16 I think so right around your brother's age I was mm-hmm. uh kind of looking around and just like that's when everyone starts you know drive in all the mm-hmm. sophomores are starting to get their permits and stuff like that and mm-hmm. you know people are starting to get their first jobs and right and I was always thinking um dang you know like what what's my first job gonna be I always thought it was like some big deal like oh my gosh like because mm-hmm. you know my dad always told me you know like oh you know this is my really this is what I did as my first job ever and you know this Mm -hmm. and that I'm like oh that's cool like what am I going to tell my kids and so like I remember like always being at you know Lone Mart Field you know down at you know just watching Quakes games and uh Mm -hmm. you know that's like something that we've kind of grown up with is just like you know I've got pictures of me you know three years old bouncing on my dad's knee with tremor in the background you know like him on the dugout and stuff and so Mm -hmm. um it was neat because like me and my me and one of my good friends like probably i think the summer or two before like i I started working there we got like we would go to every game really Mm -hmm. like every summer night you know you think like you know back in you know high school when you know kids would go to the mall every night Mm -hmm. or you know victoria gardens and you know go Mm -hmm. and just like hang out whatever like we would just go to quakes and Mm -hmm. so like we'd go and watch games and we'd help out with you know things on on the field and we kind of like the more time that we spent there we like knew just like more about like how everything worked and everything right. and you know we we some, we'd just jump on the dugout and you know dance for the seventh inning stretch or we'd you know help mm-hmm. out in skits or and we kind of like milk the system a little bit because we <laughs> we knew that they had like games on the side yeah. it's called like the fun zone and yeah. like every night like they would give away two like tickets to another game mm-hmm. for whoever like won the game that night so there was like a basketball challenge or whoever, whoever made like the most hoops in a row right and so every night we'd go over and we'd spend like two dollars like shooting hoops mm-hmm. and then we'd like set the record and then we'd go back every now and then to make sure nobody beat our record <laughs> and then by the end of the night we got two tickets to go back the next night and so oh, we just kept like i mean i would say we only paid for you know actual tickets maybe like you know, once every two weeks or so, yeah. we'd, you know, occasionally there'd be somebody really good at hoops and we'd be yeah. like, Oh shoot, you know, we might yeah. not win the tickets tonight, but it was cool because we just like go and just kind of hang out, go up in the, the bleachers, catch foul balls, give them to little kids and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, more and more we had, you know, made friends that were like working there and, you know, Hey, you know, if you never need help, you know, on with some of the skits and stuff. And that was kind of like where I kind of got, you know, just like 
really, you know, accustomed to like just being around in that atmosphere. And so when it mm-hmm. came to a first job, I was like, oh my gosh, I'd love to work there. And so I applied and I worked in the, the parking lot for the first two or year and a half. And I was just kind of, you know, they call it the tar team because it's like, you know, just the real, it's the real deal. You go out there and mm-hmm. you just like, you know, you're there, bef- you know, an hour before even like, you know, anybody else shows up when right. the players are hitting batting practice and you're just taking tickets for people to, you know, go in that and park and stuff. And so I did that for a couple uh, a year and a half and then by the second year I was doing that but part-time I was working to help kind of the mascots and stuff inside because mm-hmm. one of my one of my best friends worked with the mascots and I was like you know hey if you guys ever need any help in there and so I was doing like some parking but at the same time I was going inside and helping with the mascots and so mm-hmm. then by the third year I was just doing full-on mascot stuff so I'd go and uh, okay. you know, I'd work with the mascots but putting on the skits on the field and you know i was the what they call it the mascot escort which was like you know you just go around and follow you know, the mascot yeah exactly sure you like safe. give him the sharpie when he needs to sign something <laughs> or you know load him up with silly string when he's mm-hmm. gonna spray a crowd and then uh yeah so like all the fun stuff which is really neat and then um i did that for two years and then just two years ago i think i've been there for this year will be five or six years but i know it's kind of crazy but the the on-field host which is actually one of my best friend's brothers um he actually um was moving to texas with his family so they're looking to fill that role and they kind of had some people fill it for a season or two but you know i kind of went to him and i was like hey you know like if you're ever looking for someone to you know step into that you know i'd love to love to you know give it a shot or so and right. sure enough they called me one time and they were like hey it was like what's funny because I was supposed to go back and work with the mascots and it was like maybe a week or two before the season they're like yo we don't, we don't have a host you know we know you mentioned like if you want to do it if you want to like come in and read lines and I was like of course like, sure I'd love to and typically mm-hmm. I'm like I'm super like you know just out there and outgoing and like you know really comfortable there right I remember, like, the first time they gave me the microphone and just kind of sent me down to the field. There's, like, nobody in the stadium. It's, like, during office hours. Yeah. All, like, the <laughs> employees are, like, sitting up in the booth, like, all right, go ahead and read the lines. And I'm, uh-huh. like, you know, my sh- paper's shaking out of my hand. <laughs> and I'm, like, uh. <laughs> but it was neat because, like, you know, I guess, like, even though I fumbled through those after the, you know, I got it. And the, the first couple of games, I was pretty nervous. And, mm-hmm. you know, but the more I got used to it, the more I kind of got the hang of it. And, you know, so it's been neat, and that's what I've been doing ever since. This will be my my third year. I mean, if quarantine ever lets up oh, and, man. you know, the season comes back. I know. Yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> but, um, yeah, third year doing that, um, being the on-field host for the Ranch Cucamonga Quakes, and it's been the, the, the best job I can ask for. I mean, people always say, like, wow, like, you – you never work a day in your life if you do what you love. Right. Like, that's what I feel like. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, when I go on vacation, I miss it, you know? So it's like, yeah, um, I love doing it, but, uh, yeah. So what's your favorite part of being party PJ? Mm. Favorite part of being party PJ. I would just say, um, I would just say the, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, probably just like putting a smile on kids faces. I mean, mm-hmm. like I always look up, you know, it's always neat to see like, you know, videos of like professional athletes and stuff, you know, given, you know, their jersey or their shoes right, to like yeah. kids or something like that, or, you know, bringing them onto the court for a, you know, a cool experience. And it's like, I get to do that, you know, on a very, very small scale, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I get a chance to do that every day. And so like, you know, I find myself before every game, you know, just praying like, Hey God, like for somebody that needs a smile today, you know, if there's someone that needs to, you know, just uh, get a little pick me up, like, would you 
point me to that person and I feel like almost every game there's someone that you know that maybe there's a kid or you know someone that's not having the the best day or something or you can just tell that they're just kind of bored or something like that and Mm -hmm. you know I'll always find a way to you know maybe maybe get a foul ball or something and just you know right uh hand it to them to brighten their day or you know bring them on the field to race tremor and stuff and so it's neat to just always kind of be on the lookout or you know who who are the who are the kids here that are really gonna you know appreciate this and you know mm-hmm. you're just really looking for experience you know and so just getting to go around and like put smiles on kids faces and make them want to come back you know like make send them home with just like a wow this is so much fun i'd love to come back and mm-hmm. so those I think are that big just, moments for kids yeah like, you don't really realize but like like look like thinking back and like i know it's like kind of the same but like meeting disneyland characters yeah as a kid it's like oh my gosh like this person is it's so true it's it's really like a life-changing moment yeah to meet like uh you see someone like from far away and like like they're like up in the the nosebleed section they see this person and then they get to talk to them yeah it's like a big moment it's it really is because i even remember like when i was a kid and you know i got to you know even when you know tremor would pull me up on the dugout just Mm -hmm. to take a picture or something like i remember that you know i remember going up there like oh my gosh i got a picture and so Mm -hmm. that's why i love you know walking around and you know finding the cutest kids up in the nosebleeds and you know bringing them down on the field to dance or something it's like you know those those are the moments that you know like make it all worth it for me yeah that's awesome yeah um dang i got a I've had all my notes here. I haven't even we taken have, a gander yet. Yeah, we have topics that we've written down. Um, yeah. One of the things I have is where where are we at now in life? So, that's, I mean, that's kind of where mm-hmm. I'm at right now, just kind of working for Quakes. I actually, you know, work part-time at Water Life, too, in mm-hmm. the kids' ministry. But what about you? What's like the – I know that we talked about high school and, you know – what we do differently and stuff, but what kind of, where would you say you're at in that, in that realm now? Um, so I've been like on a really crazy journey, like since after high school with like lots of different paths that God has had me on. Um, Hmm. first of all, I went to Azusa Pacific for one semester. Um, I really like prayed about it and, and I thought that was the best thing for me. I joined like the media team and like started working for, the college like making videos for them Mm. um and then like during my finals uh in like december i was like i really felt like i was like in the wrong place like Mm. even though like i was loving like where i was at and i had great friends who were like obsessed with film like i was i just got this feeling like i wasn't where i was supposed to be and then like i took my last final and then i like sat in my car and like really prayed like I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. And then like literally like 30 minutes later, I got a call for like a paid internship in LA to be like an editor. Dude, sounds sick. And I was like, whoa, like I'm not sure if this is what I'm supposed to do, but yeah. yeah, So I talked to my parents and I was like, I think I want to do this. Like I'm working 40 hours a week in LA and just like editing videos. Like this is like going to be great. And so they were really supportive of it. So I dropped out of college and worked there for about eight or nine months. That's so awesome. Uh, just like making these social media videos of like beauty and makeup and gaming and yeah. every single thing you could think of on the internet. Um, and then I left that place and I started really like focusing on Activate 
and being a leader and I became like mm. the video person for activate yeah. and now I make all the videos for activate. <coughs> um, if you are in high school and don't know what activate is, yo, please hit us up and you can come plug. hang out once this is over at activate SM on yeah, Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> um, yeah, but now I am a kind of independent freelance filmmaker that's awesome so i just make videos for people who need them yeah like weddings events youtubers yeah just random stuff i just shot a wedding on saturday no way it was a quarantine wedding quarantine wedding yeah it was like there's like 40 people there wow i feel like that's even a lot yeah it was like all family that's cool it was fun dang but yeah that's kind of where i'm at now just trying to find work like like a lot of things are canceled and like i can't video them but at the same time, like video is really like prominent right now. And there's a lot of things. <laughs> High that are, demand, yeah. yeah. So it's like I'm getting like different kind of business than I'm usually getting. Like I'm mm. usually more of an event guy. But now I'm doing like stuff like online live streaming and stuff. Being stretched a little bit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of expanding my belt of abilities yeah. during this time. That's neat because I feel like there's so much like, I mean, like you could do like there's with the unique skill set that you have to be able to just like not only film and edit but like do it really well and like you know a lot of there's a lot of demand on that not just like in quarantine but I feel like you know normally there's you know not very many people that can like put things together like like as well as Mm -hmm. you do and so it's like I feel like there's there's gonna be so much like like there you know there's always gonna be like opportunity and so like Mm -hmm. it's kind of neat that you get to like freelancing kind of you know just do things here and there but you know, doors will just, you know, come open and you're like, you know, you'll have options and stuff. So yeah, that's and really neat. Video really is like the future of everything. Yeah. I like, I think, I hope the church really notices that like what we're doing right now is really good for the church. Like if being all video, cause I think yeah. like they'll notice like, Oh, like all of our students watch videos all day. Yeah. So I think once we come back from quarantine, we're still going to really try to, push for online and social media and yeah. all that stuff as well um and then i i am possibly gonna start teaching at Etowanda. no way soon to be the new video teacher wow. it's not really confirmed yet but i'm working on that once the current video teacher retires look at that i'm working on getting my credential right now there you go and then go back yeah. to water of life and it'll be full circle yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. uh hopefully I, I like my i think one of my dreams is like to work for water of life and make their videos full time yeah kind of like Artie does that's so cool that would be really cool that's neat you mentioned you mentioned dreams because that's like one of the things that i like oh yeah i was gonna touch on is i don't know what like what is like i don't know maybe like if you could think like two kinds of dreams like there's like the out of the world like if i could get paid to do anything like Mm -hmm. you know kind of like you know you think of like the i don't know be an astronaut or you know like the the craziest things like you know maybe like not like impossible but like dang that's pretty that's like a far-fetched dream what is like one of like the out of this world dreams and then maybe like what's like a like a a more realistic like dream like Mm-hmm. dang it'd be awesome to do this and then like maybe like and you know hopefully i'll be able to do this one day you know i think um one thing that i've noticed like recently is like do you like do you watch like will smith's youtube videos and yes stuff? i think it'd be awesome to be like a celebrity's like 
filmer. Yeah, like, just like the person that makes Will Smith's life. videos, like they're really well made, and like he gets to go on all this stuff with Will, and like yeah. I think it'd be cool to just tag along with like a major like influence in the world and just kind of document what they're doing and have fun with them and kind of like grow a relationship yeah. with them. Okay, let me ask you this. If yeah. it could be anyone in the world, oh, man. who would it be? Like if you could just boom, like this person. Because oh, I feel man. like it's definitely possible. You could just, I mean, all it takes is just to be in the right place at the right time, you know, maybe meet him right. in passing sometime, toss him a business card and, you know, like there it is. But yeah, definitely someone that's like, like goes on adventures a lot mm. man travels hard. a lot yeah maybe like tom holland or something Ooh, bro that'd he's, be so he's like cool. A cool guy who's yeah like always on the move and plus like, he's like you know millennial kind of say so yeah be like it wouldn't just be like you know this and like somebody i'm, a, you wouldn't I'm be able obsessed to think with. with like spider-man oh so like dude like i've always wanted to be like spider-man yeah that's like the dream to dude, be there Spider-Man. It is. we're prophetically speaking into existence yeah. right now I want to be Spider-Man. That's Thank my you. dream. <laughs> be Spider-Man. Um, a realistic <laughs> dream would just... Uh, man, that's hard. It's hard to like see your future because it's like anything can happen. Like I thought I was going to be some <coughs> movie director going to film school. Yeah. And then I thought I was going to be some social media editor going working in L.A. That's so, like, so my crazy. My dreams have just changed. Yeah. So, it's like you think you have your eyes set on one thing, and then God opens all these other doors, and mm-hmm. all these other doors, and you just, like, you know, start, you know, kind of going off on these rabbit trails yeah. and stuff. I think I think working for the church would be super dope, making videos mm-hmm. for them full time, just because, like, it's, like, what I love doing, film, and it's for a good cause that I love. Mm-hmm. So it's like a double whammy for sure. Oh, that'd be super cool. Like kind of after you've gone and did all your adventure stuff and just mm-hmm. kind of like settle you, down, you're settled down kind of, that's neat. I yeah. can totally see that. What about you? What's your hmm. crazy dream what and about realistic? Me? <clears throat> so I love, I love, love, love what I do now. I like just being an on-field host, getting to like put on a silly costume, you know, run around mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, announce skits and, you know, like put, do games on the field with kids and stuff. And, you know, it's kind of funny because like, I've never, I like think back to like all the times that I've like ever had to like do class presentations or anything or speak in front of people. And like, Mm -hmm. I, I would always be like super personable and, you know, like, you know, really outgoing, just like, you know, myself, but like whenever it came to like speaking in front of people, I always was like, uh, and now I'm like, kind of doing that now so it's like Mm -hmm. kind of weird to see how that comes full circle you know people always say like god will put you wherever you are most scared of you know or like Mm -hmm. your your biggest you know like wherever you're like oh god i can never do that you know that's where he's going to use you but Mm -hmm. um i feel like an out of this world dream um would probably be to like um hmm, maybe maybe like be like a, a host for like, I don't know. I think of, like, what I do now. And like, I, I love that. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be probably pretty difficult to make a career out of that. Like, yeah. you know, hosting or mm-hmm. something. But I think that, you know, maybe, like, if I could if I could do anything, you know, it would be maybe, like, be a game show host or something. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, there's, there's a bunch of cool game shows out. And I love game shows, yeah. you know. I love, like, you know, I used to love watching Wipeout. And, you know, oh, like, and, you know, now, like, Survivors, you know, a big, a big you know favorite of mine and mm-hmm. even though you know it's more of like a reality game show but it's like i don't know i feel like 
I don't know, being the host of, you know, The Price is Right or I don't know, like, mm-hmm. a, you know, a fun game show, American Ninja Warrior or something. I don't know. Yeah. Something that I can kind of call my own, you know. Mm. And so, I don't know. I feel like that'd be kind of a far-fetched, far-fetched goal, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, you're on your way there. You're the host of a podcast. Yeah, exactly. There we go. I'm, like, adding another thing to my resume. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, something like that or maybe being, like, the host of, like, I don't know, like, the in-arena host for the Lakers, you know, something, like, mm-hmm. way out there. I don't know. Or, I don't know, kind of, this is not really affiliated at all, but I used to love, like, extreme sports, and so I always thought, like, mm-hmm. if I could get sponsored by Red Bull or, like, something to be, like, you know, one mm-hmm. of those base jumpers and film those cool, like, jumping off towers, skyscrapers mm-hmm. with the squirrel suits and, you know, skydiving, mm-hmm. like, that would always be cool. So, I don't know, even though those are not really correlated at all, those would, both, those would both be really neat. But um, What about, like, a talk show, like, The Tonight Show? Ooh. I thought about that too, like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a Jimmy Fallon or like mm-hmm. a Jimmy Kimmel. That'd mm-hmm. be neat. You know, just something that like, I don't know, I can kind of use like the skill set that I have and, you know, what I've been doing at Quakes on, you know, a bigger scale or just, you know, something that I can make a career out of. But right. so, I don't know. I mean, God knows that. And, you know, if if there's a door that opens up in that realm, then awesome. If not, you know, it's all good, you know. Yeah. But uh, I feel like a realistic goal, mm-hmm. um, I I think that, you know, you know, I've always wanted to be, you know, a firefighter too, kind of like my dad. My dad's a firefighter, mm-hmm. and, you know, and so that's kind of always been, you know, on my radar and, you know, something that I've always been drawn to. And so I, you know, I went to EMT school and, mm-hmm. you know, got certified and, you know, and so I think that more realistic goal is, you know, I, I maybe in like five years I can see myself like, I don't know, being a firefighter, you know, or like, you know, kind of like that being like the settle down thing. Maybe even if I do more like hosting stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like more the more the fun far fetched stuff, and then just kind of settle down, you know, and you know, be a firefighter. Just because, like, you know, that's what my dad's always done, and that's kind of like something that I have always been like, wow, like I'd love yeah. to do that. And so, I don't know, maybe like being a firefighter and working in I don't know Hawaii or something. You know, that'd be dope. Who knows? Something crazy. But dang, that's yeah, good. That's kind of crazy. Um, so let's talk about the elf in the room. <coughs> oh, here we're we going go. through is quarantine. Quarantine. Uh, how have you like? What's your opinion on all of this hmm. stuff? Quarantine. Um, yeah, I feel like it's just been like a season to bring a lot of neat perspective. I mean, like if you think about it, you know, there's there's some people that you know hate quarantine. There's some people that love it. I mean, like. Personally, it's been kind of neat for me just because it's, you know, given me a lot of opportunity to go up and spend time with my family in Santa Barbara. Right. Um, but I feel like, it, you know, whatever situation you're in or, you know, however you, you know, perceive quarantine, if you can, you know, there's always like room for perspective change, you know, mm-hmm. like whether it's like, wow, you know, like, you know, this kind of sucks or this is taking forever, you know, I feel like as long, if you just, would have a, you know, a mindset of just, you know, like, God, what do you want to teach me during this season? Or, you know, what is God mm-hmm. doing? You know, I feel like, you know, there's always room for growth and you just kind of, um, yeah, like more if you just kind of open your mind to, you know, like a different perspective. And I feel like a lot of time that's, I mean, that's hard for me to do. And so I feel like mm-hmm. even like in this season, it's like, wow, it's, you know, it's a neat time that I'm able to go see my family a lot, but like what, you know, what, it, what is, 
what is God doing in this season? You know, what can right. he teach me? What, you know, like you were kind of saying, you know, practically with like video in the church, you know, like that's kind of really being amplified this season. But like, yeah. you know, it's just neat. I think that there's, you know, good or bad, there's always something that God, you know, like is doing. And, you know, I think that mm-hmm. if you just like, you know, have, you know, a perspective change, you can kind of tune into to what that might be. So, yeah, hmm. that's true. Um, what about you? How's how's quarantine been for you just kind of <clears throat> so yeah. far? Uh, at the beginning, like during all of this. So like right when, like the day that like the NBA got shut down, mm. like that that initial PTSD. day where it all started, yeah. like I, that was my first day in New York. Oh, I remember that. So like I was in New York, like right when it started, we were like me and this YouTuber that I filmed for, we like went to so I could film for him in his trip. And yeah. we were like unsure of it, but we like booked it anyway. And like the first day, we're like, it was like, oh, this is for real. This is like legit. Yeah. And then like they started shutting down all this stuff in New York, and like Times Square was like part of it was shut down. Um, and like we weren't, we were like scared that they were gonna like, we were we'd be stuck in New York. We mm-hmm. thought we were gonna like they were gonna cancel our flight. Um, and we were staying with some people, and they were like. They're like, oh, this is really bad. Like, and they kind of like opened our eyes as to how bad this was, and we're like, yeah. oh crap! Like, I hope we get to go home. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and, and my, you guys were there for a while, even after that too. Yeah, we were there for probably five or six days. Wow. Um. Yeah, and so each day we were just like, man, I hope, like, we just kept checking our flight. Like, yeah, hope it's hope it's still good. Um. But yeah, when we got back we were kind of like we self-isolated for a little bit just because mm-hmm. like like a few days after we got back like on the news it was like the new new york is the central hub for the coronavirus yeah, like, <laughs> great like, oh okay <laughs> and so like we didn't get the coronavirus we self-isolated mm-hmm. and um but yeah the, at, at first my family was like super strict about like going out and stuff and mm. i would like the only person i could see was my girlfriend and like that was kind of it um and like now it's kind of more i feel like americans just kind of like canceled the coronavirus and we're like yeah, yeah. no we're not doing this <laughs> yeah, anymore yeah it's i'm over it yeah, I don't know <laughs> yeah. how that started but yeah i know um, i can totally see that where like the paranoia at first was like oh my gosh nobody do anything mm-hmm. and now everyone's just like okay like oh, i'm tired of it we're done with that yeah so i think it's more laid back like we just went to the be- beach this last weekend mm. um so i don't know cool. i don't know how to handle all of this yeah i don't know I mean, people are saying, like, there's going to be another spike of it. Um, yeah. So we'll see, man. I feel like it is just kind of crazy just because, like, I mean, like you're saying, when the NBA shut down, I feel like that was, like, the, like, oh, dang, like, yeah. this is real, you <laughs> yeah. know? Because, like, you always talk about, like, oh, my gosh, you know, there's stuff going on. But I feel like there's always been this, you know, that's always, you know, that's in the other part of the world. That's not, mm-hmm. you know, that that doesn't hit close to home. And it's, like, now it's, like, oh, no, like, sports are gone. It's, like, actually, you know, this is real. And it's, like at home too and so yeah that day it's also wild. tom cruise got confirmed or no tom yeah. hanks tom sorry. hanks he oh got my confirmed gosh. that day as well so we're like oh this is really serious now yeah dude tom hanks man tom hanks is he's okay now like one of my idols dude have you seen how they test people for the coronavirus i haven't no okay so they get this like really long q-tip oh no and it's like it's like half a foot long okay and then they stick it up your nose no like to your brain Oh yeah, 
and they hold it there for like three seconds. I, oh no, 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 no! Yeah, I think I'd rather like get the coronavirus than get tested. <laughs> I was gonna say, I like, uh, I can't even like. Yeah, no. Like one of my biggest fears is like bugs flying into my ears and my nose. As uh-huh. weird as that is, and so like even like using Q-tips, I don't even like go yeah. that far. I'm like, uh, uh. so like that would just like Ugh. Dude, it's so gnarly. There's like so many videos of it, and that's just like, oh uh, no, nope. yeah, nope. it's bad, man. Yeah, yeah. Dang. I hope I don't get it, so I don't have to get tested. Oh, uh, the way wild. that they test you. So like, if you get confirmed, like if your pet test comes back positive, you have to wait 14 days. And then they oh have, that'd be brutal. You have to get tested negative twice to be like cleared. Oh, that'd be so brutal. Not only like, is it like you have to do it again, but you have to do it again if you if it's negative. So like you have to be oh, confirmed no. twice, which is pretty brutal. Dang. Yeah. No. I. I mean, you'd have to just snack up or stock up on snacks and lock yourself in a room with a I don't know an Xbox or. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo Switch. Any <laughs> hobbies you've picked up during this time? Hmm, hobbies during this time. Or just like anything that you've started doing or something I've started doing. Hmm. That is a great question. Maybe any shows or anything? Shows. Um yeah, kinda sorta. I mean, like, I wouldn't say there's many hobbies I've really picked up. I've just kind of been, you know, doing the same old keeping that same routine that I have, but shows, I mean Obviously, The Office, mm-hmm. you know, greatest Classic. of all time, OG. I can always run back to it. Exactly. Else it's just Netflix. funny because, like, I the first time I watched, I've always kind of seen like bits and pieces of it, but mm-hmm. like the first time I watched it all the way through was, you know, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. you know, when I was in Atlanta on an internship, and literally, like, I watched through it, and then like a month later, I watched through the entire thing again, and so like yeah. now I've kind of you know watch episodes here and there, but like it didn't really like make sense until like I saw it all the way through, and now I'm like. You know, I'm trying to get my girlfriend into it too. So we're like, that's a you good know, show, dude. We just we're, we're we're chugging through the first season right now, which is you know a little rough, but yeah, that's okay. Yeah. We're we're hoping to you know get into it because you know the office is. Yeah, no know. one appreciates the first season until after you finish the show. Yeah, but like I love the first season now. But yeah, like when I started, I was like, oh, this is boring. I know. I was like, and like this guy's not nice yeah that's the thing it's like you have to you have to like get the perspective of you know the entire thing before you like mm-hmm. mm, yeah then you watch it. back and then you appreciate it more I yep think. yeah that's so true i've been Dang. watching the show catfish catfish on mtv oh my goodness Never watched it i've seen it before but like my sisters really like that show and so yeah I it's a little old but in on it. it is so good really yeah it's like Someone's <laughs> pretending to be someone else, yeah. And then they do this like FBI investigation, yeah. To find them. These two guys just like yeah. take it upon themselves. It's so good, dude. I love just like the just the very very awkward interactions at the very end. You know when they find like you know the they show like the picture of who they supposed to be, and then yeah. the actual person. It's like whoa. And sometimes it's like <laughs> sad, like like when they reveal it's like oh like would you talk to me if I if I showed yeah. you a real picture of myself? And it's like, oh, man, if, like, I feel yeah. bad. And then it's like, I know. And then they're like, I was really in love with you. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah. And you feel bad. Like, oh, like, what would I do Dang. in that situation? Yeah. But, man, yeah, it's it's a great show. Oh, I've also, I got a virtual reality headset. Oh, my gosh. That I've been using a lot. I've never used a virtual reality. Dude, you got to use it. That's crazy. I've seen too many videos of like people walking on, you know, like boards on the ground or something. Yeah. And then they like jump into a TV or yeah. something, you know, they like, they like get too sucked into it. But 
Dude, it's really fun. That's I've actually crazy. been like working out using it. No There's, way. There's like boxing games and I've been like boxing. Dude, there you go. So it's at like, home gym. There you, yeah. You don't even need Seriously. a gym membership. But it's it's been really fun and I, I like using it. Um That's sick. Yeah. I'm kind of excited to just see where it goes. I know we talked about, you know, like having guests and stuff or Yeah, we have you know we don't really have a an exact plan for this show, but yeah. we wanna have guests on here. Grab a bite with them. Yeah, grab and, a bite. And just kind of, like, get to know them better and see their opinions on stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, one thing Bring that we forgot is, like, how we know each other and how we met. Oh, yeah. I guess. I don't really know, like, an exact time. I know. I was going to say the same thing. I mean, I think that, you know, it's kind of funny because my sisters know, or, like, I guess they went to school with you, or they yeah, like. I was they, close friends with Samantha. Yeah, in middle school. So she's like, it's funny because when we started hanging out, she's like, "Oh, you hang out with Nick," and I was like, "Oh, you know Nick." So that's kind of funny, but yeah, yeah, I think just kind of through Activate, right? I mean, I've yeah, I've been going to Activate when I was a student, and then you know, once I graduated, I uh, you know, I started serving as a leader and just you know, kind of going to all the events and you mm-hmm. know, I'm jumping into leading squads and stuff, and so yeah, when I was a student, you were. My brother's leader. That's right. Uh, so I kind of knew you that way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now then, it's kind of... Now And then I graduated. And then once you graduated. And then I became a leader. That's right. And so it's just like kind of like full circle. I know. That's um, neat. That's neat because even like when I was a student, there's some leaders now that, you know, were leaders then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, now we're like all co-leaders, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of neat to like go from like, you know, being in the youth group to like serving and... Yeah, really it's like back. you kind of see like how the sausage is made being a leader. You're like, yeah. oh, like this is all the work that goes into yeah, like forming a service. And like yeah. you never really think about that as a student. You just show up and like everything's, everything's there, re- ready for you. Yeah, but like the care and all the lead, all the leaders like put into activates. Like, yeah, plus really it's just awesome. yeah. I think it's neat to just. I mean, if you think back to like you know. You know, I'm sure that everyone has like, a, oh my gosh, like my third grade teacher was just the best, you mm-hmm. know, on the planet or like, you know, maybe like my youth group leader or my pastor. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, just kind of getting to build relationships with students so that, you know, you know, they, you, if anything else, you know, that they always have someone to just like, wow, like, you know, this person's got my back or, you know, this person, you mm-hmm. know, is always there for me. And so I think that like, you're just kind of like building trust with students and getting to know them more and, you know, kind of speak life into them a little bit is just... You know, something that, you know, brings life to me, too. So, yeah, like my youth leader when I was a student, Chris, Chris, he, he like changed my life. And like, it's it's cool to think like, like I might be doing that for students without me even knowing. Yeah. Um, so like just being like a role model for some guys is like a really awesome feeling. Yeah. That they can like turn for me when like I know what their position is. Mm-hmm. And like I've been where they are. So, yeah. It's cool to just kind of watch them grow up. And yeah, be on the other be yeah. on the other side. Of I'm it. with eighth graders, and they're Ooh. just like, they're just not say quick really prayer, quick. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I wish they were more like mature and kind of understood. Yeah, everything more, but like during squads, all we do is like talk about video games and stuff. Yeah, so we're not like all the way there yet, but I do yeah. love them. And that's neat because if you think about it, I mean, I would even say that you know, there's been times in my life where like you know, just being a squad leader, like, not only, you know, is neat because I get to lead, you know, students, but, like, it keeps you accountable, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. obviously, none of us are perfect, and, you know, we struggle with stuff, and so, you know, when we're, you know, it helps you, like, 
really kind of have this conscious like dang like you know remember like you're a leader you know mm-hmm. and like it kind of affects you know your decisions and the, you know the way that you carry yourself and it's like it's neat it's kind of like a you know an accountability so yeah it's like it puts a filter on what you say and exactly kind of what you put on social media yeah. as well like yeah all of my students follow me so like when i post something i'm like is it okay if yeah. my students see this? And that's neat. It's not like some. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go rob this bank now because I'm a leader. But it's like it helps you with those conscious decisions. Like, okay, you know, I'm gonna be aware of what I say and stuff, and not mm-hmm. just because you want to set a good example, but ultimately because it's like, you know, that's what, you know, we're supposed to do as you know Christ followers. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, just neat. It kind of helps you be accountable and really, you know, be a leader by example. Yeah, for so. sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome, dude. Uh, I also I have one argument that one argument uh, sweet bring it on I want to hear your opinion on this okay I get ridiculed for this all the time oh here we go and it's something that I've done all my life okay and I just want your opinion on it so when I go to bed okay. I I sleep with my socks on oh my goodness Hold what on. is your opinion on this I um I'm sorry I can't like I'm not. I'm not a socks on. Like I cannot sleep without my socks on. Are you serious? Yeah. If I like, I feel like you're kind of kidding right no, now. No, I like, like full seriousness. Like if I have my socks off, like I, like I, it just is so gross. That's so like weird. I have to have my socks. Are on. you the same kind of guy that can sleep with like you know a foot, you know half half a, you know half a yard off the bed, you know, or your arms hanging over the edge. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Really? Yeah. There's no way. I could never do that because you know, something's going to I always have you. to have, like, a blanket, though. Like, <laughs> yeah? I, like, uh, and I also have two <laughs> fans blowing on me at once. Like, I like yeah. it, like, really freezing cold mm. when I sleep. Yeah, I can't do the socks because I just feel like, you know, once you're under covers and you have, you know, it's just, like, it's just, like, too much. You know, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, like, you can't. Uh, I, can't, I don't even. I can't handle being barefoot, uh, like pretty much at all. Yeah, I like only time I'm barefoot is like at the beach. Okay, I don't like walking around without socks on. Oh, I like I, I, I have to always have socks <laughs> on, man. Okay, well, let me let me let me see your controversial topic and raise you one. Okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask what your opinion is, and then I'm gonna tell you what mine is and why. Um. Are you a, okay, when it comes to cereal, I'm a big cereal guy, you know, one of those like trapped on the island can only have three things, you know, two of them is like milk and my favorite cereal, you know, Mm. Captain Crunch probably. Yeah. So it's like, um, are you a a milk in first and then pour the cereal or pour the cereal and then pour the milk in? So I'm a cereal first. Okay. And then milk. Uh Uh-huh. The only way I would do milk first and then cereal is for Uh seconds. Seconds, okay. Yeah, if I eat all my cereal, I would pour more cereal in. Yeah. That's the only way I'm doing milk first. See, that is my... I've always been a cereal first kind of guy, but I would say in the past two years, I'm milk first every time. No, Because think about this. When do you ever sit down for cereal and you go, I'm just going to have a nice bowl of one bowl. Nice bowl of one bowl. That made a lot of sense. Nice one bowl of cereal. No, it's like when you're craving it, you like really... Mm-hmm. And so here's my thing. It's like if you pour the cereal first mm-hmm. and then you pour the milk. Yeah. When you're done with the cereal, there's like the milk's like maybe like, you know, halfway through the bowl. Maybe if that. Mm-hmm. But if you pour the milk first, not only can you put the milk back in the fridge mm-hmm. so it stays warm and it's not sitting out, you know, and you don't have to go back and forth to grab the milk again. You can just grab the cereal and pour it in. Uh-huh. It's like 
you know, when you pour the cereal, you know, there's not there's more milk than there is cereal. So when you finish the cereal, there'll be more milk and you can just keep pouring it in until the milk's gone. And then it also helps me stay accountable to not eat too much because it's like if I have to pour more milk, then, you know, I have a problem. So it's like I try to keep it to one milk pour. So I fill it all the way up with milk and then I just kind of go cereal until the milk's gone. You know what I'm saying? See, I've never poured more milk. I think really? your argument could be made for my side as well. Really? Like, I, it keeps me accountable of, like, this is how much milk I'm using after I pu- put my mm. cereal in. So, like, this is this is the – and plus, I don't like milk. Actually. Oh, okay. I See, ca- that's I what drink, I was going to say. So, I don't drink milk, but I can have it with my cereal. Got it. So that I, was my next question. Yeah. So, like, when I have my – I put all this cereal in the bowl. Yeah. And I put the milk in. That is my expected – amount for the next bowl i'm about to have afterward see i i i'm the complete opposite i am like i i like milk to an unhealthy amount like you drink <laughs> just, the milk afterward oh yeah 100 oh, percent. Okay. i drink the milk afterwards i mean like i i had pretty bad acne a couple years ago and you know or even like i think last year i think and you know i i had to like take accutane and stuff to you know get it under control but like mm-hmm. for a while they were like hey do you drink a lot of milk because maybe mm-hmm. that's probably doing it and i'm like okay well i'm probably gonna have acne till the day i die because <laughs> i can't just you know say bye to milk i'm the kind of guy that like fills his bowl up with milk and then has a cup of milk and then chocolate milk on the side you know it's just like milk like i always like grew up you know with my parents asking me every time for dinner do you want water or milk? You know, like, what yeah. do you want with your dinner? It's like milk, you know? That's why you're so tall, probably. That's it. That's why I've only broken one bone. That's my collarbone, oh my you know? Gosh. So I can't stand milk, bro. Yeah. If it's I'm, like the consistency and the taste. Really? Like, but I like chocolate milk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, chocolate milk's like... Oh, can't stand regular next milk. Next level. Yeah. Like, I think the only time I would use milk as cereal and dipping Oreos. That's the only dipping time I Oreos. would use milk for anything. Ooh, Oreos, Oreos is a good... Yeah, but milk is just oh, not I'm I'm a big milk guy. The best. <laughs> big fan of milk. I don't know if we can <laughs> I have an argument as well. Okay, here we go. I don't know if I'll be able to put this in. All right. But um so when I use the bathroom, right? Uh-huh. And I'm taking a number 2. Uh-huh. This is also a big controversy Uh-oh, here we that go. has stunned many people, but I've I've gained some followers on this one. I'm prepared. So when I when I grab my TP, uh oh, uh, when I go to wipe, most people go from the back. Okay. I go between the legs to wipe. Between the legs. Hmm. Through the front. See now I'm trying to I'm trying to picture it because I think yeah. Hmm. I kind of I lift a little bit off the seat. Yeah. And then between the you, legs. You go. You go from back the underside. Back to front. Back to front. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like it it's it can go both ways because I can't I mean, I think that I'm a, a front to back and go from behind. Mm-hmm. But like As I most think people are. I think there's been times where I've just I mean, that's something I'm not I wouldn't say I'm like, Oh my gosh, no way. I'm totally this way, you know, I feel like I might have done both sides and it's just like it's not like a preference that I choose. It's just how I've always done it and I've yeah. tried from the back and it's yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't work. Yeah. And it's uh, very uncomfortable to like reach back your just arm placement yeah. and Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I, I could say I'm both I, I could say I oh, could go both, both ways. Really? No, I I don't know. I'd like I think I'm front to back, go from behind, but mm-hmm. like I think you know, if I did go from the front it wouldn't, you know, like mm-hmm. be like, Oh my gosh, this is so weird. 
Yeah. So that's that's, that's very interesting. I'm always made fun of for that whenever I bring it up to yeah. anybody. All right, but. I've got I've got one for you. Ready? Okay. If you could be sponsored by any company, what would oh. it be? Like you, like this company sends you free clothes, free accessories, free merch, free stuff. Like, you know, what are you are you going with? Like a surf brand and get free surf clothes and surf gear? Are you going with like an adventure brand? You know. I think this is Athletic. just because of what I do, but I would do Canon. Canon. Like the camera company. Yeah. So I would get like free lenses and yeah. all the accessories and there stuff. That would be super dope to get free camera gear. Mm. What about you? You know, I think it'd be neat to say like rip curl and get like, you know, a bunch of free like, you know, wetsuits or you yeah. know, cool, cool merch too. But I feel like mm-hmm. maybe Patagonia or even like nike because you think like nike makes like everything right yeah that's true anything athletic i don't know but like Mm -hmm. i don't know that's just a neat thought it's like dang or if like if you're maybe patagonia because then you like you know any adventure gear any camping gear anything it's like Hmm. you know that'd be a neat 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 thing to rep you know if i had to choose a clothing brand i'd probably go with vans vans oh dude they have nice clothes nice shoes nice hats nice everything dude they really are i i was i mean i would say like all of junior high and high school i was like nothing but vans and now i kind of venture out a little bit i mean shoes still nothing but vans but (laughs) a few years ago i had an idea that vans should make sandals Uh and then call them vandals no way but and then i saw a pair of sandals and vans but i don't think they call them vandals I was like, dude, that was my idea. Dude, that, that, there's your million dollar yeah. move right there. I also had an idea. This is another million dollar idea. Okay, okay? here we go. This can apply to multiple restaurants. Okay, here fast we go. Fast food chains. Uh-huh. So I'll sew into this. First one, first one that could benefit from this, Subway drive through. Okay. So this is how I'd picture it, right? You pull up to the window. You speak to the person who's making the sandwich. Yeah. And then you say, okay, what do you want on it? The same process could be done in store and in drive through Yeah. And then the sandwich is made while you're talking to them. Yeah. You're like, okay, thank you. Like, pull up, and then your sandwich is done in drive through I was thinking that, that Subways don't have drive throughs No. Oh. And then next oh. one can be like a like a Jamba Juice. Okay. Jamba Juice could also be drive through You tell them what, you, what smoothie you want, what you want in it. They yeah. make it, and drive-through boom dang yeah. those sub but subway's the main that could wow. be drive-through easily easy drive-through i didn't even yeah. think about that that is like next level i'm like i i wonder if the only reason that they don't is because people like to see their sandwiches but like even just having a drive-through option i feel like you could you could really crank some yeah or any sandwich place really i yeah. think drive-through is a good business opportunity for especially them. at a time like now i mm-hmm. mean like yeah Dang. Like I go to uh, Jersey Mike's a lot. Ooh, Jersey I Mike's. Wish they had a drive-through. Is that your favorite sub shop? Yes, bro. Jersey Mike's. I, I'm I'm a big Jersey Mike fan. Mike's way. I think that Jersey Mike's and Jimmy John's Jimmy for me John's. are both up there. You know, Jimmy John's. Just, What's your uh, sandwich order? Ooh, any any sub shop, any sandwich place, I'm going with the the Italian. Okay. You know, just the the classic, you know, Italian meats with the. Cheese, mm-hmm. Italian sauce, mayo, 
Big mayo guy. Uh, so. Can't stand mayo. Bro. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm not really a condiment guy. If I get a sandwich, I get meat and cheese. Really? That's it. See, I'm really plain and simple too, but I gotta have like some mayo or even just like a little bit of like, I don't know, not liquid, I guess, but like oil and vinegar or something to keep it kind of uh-huh. juicy, you know? I don't know. Like you like mustard? Uh, I'm starting to get into mustard a little bit, but I'm not someone that's like, oh, give me some mustard. I'm like, what do you get on a hot dog? Hot dog, I typically just do ketchup, just okay, plain and simple too. ketchup. I I can start to do, like, dots of mustard a little bit, just because, yeah. like, a little bit of the flavor is, like, okay, it's something different. But yeah, I'm just a little bit of that, like... Just a little. A little bit of that mustard taste. Just a little bit, and honestly, you're not, you might hate me for this, but I can do, I could even do mayo on a hot dog, oh, honestly. Man, Mayonnaise, oh my gosh. That's gnarly. Just I like, can't do that. Like, think, a tuna fish sandwich, you I just, like, tuna, load dude. it up with mayo. Tuna is disgusting. Oh dude. my gosh! I'm I'm like really picky when it comes to food. Yeah, but I think a lot of our grabbing bite sessions will probably be two different meals in front of us, considering our opposing views on mayonnaise and milk. That's true. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's, yeah. I think we should do like what the guest wants. I think they should. Ooh, pick the food. I like that. Like, what's your favorite like restaurant? That. We'll pick it up. For I do you. like that. Yeah, we we definitely looking forward to having some guests on to just talk about life. You know. Yeah, we've been going for about an hour here. That's kind of crazy because I feel like I'm like, dang, what are we going to talk about now? It's just like, you know, things just flow and it's neat. You know, it's like yeah. it helps you be, you know, yeah, really thought-provoking. And, you know, I can't wait to have guests on. Chris, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're, we're going to try to get Chris Adair on here. Chris Adair is an try absolute to have legend. Our first guest, possibly. He's incredible. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. That's it for the first episode ever. We hope you guys enjoyed that. We're yeah. going to have a lot more guests on here. Mm-hmm. Get to know some people. Yeah. Now that quarantine's like coming to an end. Kind hopefully of. soon. Yeah. Um, we can hopefully talk to more people. And yeah. Exactly. Open up our, our conversation to more people. Yeah. I love that. Hopefully we'll get to expand a little bit more. So. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much, yes. so much for listening. You can follow us on social media. What's your What's your tag? Oh, my tag. I was like, we have a, we oh. already have a podcast Instagram. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can if we want. Uh, oh my gosh, it's raining now. Um, it is raining. Sorry. Oh man, I guess no more golf. Yeah, Instagram J Hartwig. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not very Nick cool. Inahosa on Instagram. There you go. Follow us. Let us know what you think of this podcast. We can't wait yeah. to hear your thoughts. And exactly. if you'd like to be on the podcast, let us know. Yeah. We'd love to get as many people as we can. Yeah. Just talk to people, and even if, if we don't know you that exactly. well. Exactly. And if you hate it and you think it's a terrible idea, then sorry. And yeah, just don't listen. Okay. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in to Let's Grab a Bite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we need a little jingle. Let's grab a bite. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're That's so the theme song, the dude. Sick. All right, guys. Sweet. Peace out. We'll see you guys Peace next time. Peace. <laughs>